Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 69 of the Book of Caleb titled, Your Favorite. Michael and I get into discussing some favorite things and similar to, you know, Oprah, Oprah's favorite things episode, we give away cars. Enjoy. A wise man once said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, that's two times too many. One of my favorite quotes and a great intro to the episode of the Book of Caleb that I'm sure will become one of your favorites. To help me discuss favorites, this time I wanted to bring on a guest speaker, a favorite flavor of the month, if you will, and frequent liar or flyer uh, or favorite guest, Michael Caleb. Welcome back, Michael, to the Book of Caleb, episode number 69, your favorite. Episode 69, you say? Yes. It's kind of controversial, maybe a little bit, um, uh, what do you say, offensive to some? Now, 69. 69, Michael. It's finally here. The chapter we've referenced for many, many podcasts. Sure. Episodes about number 69 and you doing a sports athlete. Was this it? This is it. This is it? Okay. Well, 69, it's one of those uh, infamous numbers in our culture. Or is it counterculture? <laughs> or is it more of a teenager level of humor? And immaturity. And immaturity that we embrace and we still keep. And um, still find delightful. We have this, our sense of humor, it's very teenagic, teenager-ish, sophomore-ronic, is that what they said? Moronic. Moronic level. And we'll carry that around with us in all situations. Even though we've grown, we're now in our mid-30s, we have uh, careers, professions, we have younger children. Um, We still will see that teenager level humor pretty much in everything um, that we, you know, take in. That's why, like I say, probably our favorite movie for both of us, I think, is MacGruber, um, which is all about that sort of humor. Um... And Billy Madison, if you will, the teacher says, okay, children, let's turn to page 69. He's in like third grade. And Billy Madison, you know, he he chuckles and giggles to himself. Uh, and that and we would laugh at that, too. And see, like, come on. If you were at some sort of business conference class that you had to take for a day and there's a bunch of big group of people and the professor or instructor or whatever says, okay, everybody get out your handbook and turn to page 69. You don't think there's not one person in there is thinking, oh, oh number 69. I think out of 100, probably four people would. And we'd be two of them. Are you kidding me? At our ages that we are? Yes. <laughs> no one would like have some sort of smirk, even on the inside about, oh, they just said the number 69. 69. Uh, or like think think about it like, oh, yeah, 69. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think as many as you do like... You know, you and me have that and, you know, kind of our group of friends think that's funny, but a lot of other people are just, they've been overtaken. They've let, they've forgotten that sort of, 
dumb, you know, immature humor. I think we need to embrace that because life's very serious. There's many serious things that go on every day. Let's not be so serious all the time. Um, so that's why we chuckle about 69. That's why there's such a buildup to episode 69 for us. Uh, and it's, you know, a lot of people probably don't think like, you guys are so joking about 69. Yeah, we are. Because, <laughs> right. And because it's like, yeah, it's so dumb. And that's why it's funny to me. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and so again, yeah. What if somebody put you on the spot in a classroom in front of your peers or like coworkers or something like, all right, Michael, what's your favorite number? And you just blurt out 69 right away. And then like, I let out a serious. huge fart too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So no, you got the fart. Oh, okay. But you just say the number sixty nine. You think there'd be no one in the room who wouldn't burst out laughing and go, ha. Ah. Well, speaking of farting, when I'm off carbs and off of processed foods, I don't fart. Like when I get to keto mode, which I'm pretty close to right now, um, there is no farting. Just so people are aware, like <laughs> people who fart a lot and have bad gas, it's because you have a horrible diet. Just so you know, Michael. Now, how are you going to prove this? Do you have a fart monitor? Are you counting farts when you're on carbs? Now I can't keep up with it. Exactly. Lose count. No, <laughs> I would say how many are you averaging I'm... a day when you're on carbs? Oh, probably 30, probably 69. Thank you. If... Come on. That was too easy. 69. And if not on carbs, like a day like today, maybe one or two odorless ones. It's just part of the, you taking gas and air. Is it even a fart if no one hears it or smells it? Only if a bear shits in the woods. Does the Pope shit in the woods? Oh, Stupid. <laughs> people can't keep up. Only on June 9th, right? Okay. All right. So that's a 69 joke. People know what's going on. Anyways, number 69. There will be one other number, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but number 69. So there's a short list of people who actually wore the number 69 in professional sports. But the number one, the person on top of all the lists, no matter what list you're looking at, is Jared Allen. He happens to be a number top 50 greatest Vikings of all time, Jared Allen. Um, awesome, awesome player for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you are aware that he didn't start with the Vikings. You know what team he was on? He was traded to the Vikings. The Packers. The Chiefs. He was drafted by the Chiefs <laughs> out of Idaho State. Uh, not a highly touted guy by any means, but then gets burst on the scene, had an incredible work ethic, incredible motor. Um, and yeah, he became an all-pro defensive end on the Chiefs. And then the Vikings traded three draft picks, including a first-rounder for him, because we had this very solid team. We've seen a couple more pieces. Uh, so we threw a bunch of draft picks at the Chiefs to get Jaron Allen, and it paid off handsomely. Now, you raised your hand, yes? Yes, question. Was he number 69 on the Chiefs? He was. His whole career, he was 69. Now, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't like find, like, why did he choose? I'm almost positive he did choose 69 for that reason. Duh. Like, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. He's a goofy, you know, kind of off-the-wall a uh, guy like that. So, yeah, he definitely chose 69 with that reason in mind. Do they have to choose a number in the 60s for their position? Uh, well, so it's different now. But, yeah, you have a range of numbers depending on your position of, like, 10 of that you have to fit in the zone um, to, to choose. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of 69s. There, there's just, there really aren't a lot of people that have worn 69. Well, no kidding. Yeah. So, right. anyway, so Jaron Allen. So, then, yeah, he was a all-pro um Two times with the Chiefs, he's all-pro. Two times with the Vikings, he led the leagues in sacks. Two years, one time with the Vikings. He was he came up one sack shy of the all-time single-season record in 2011 with the Vikings. Um, he was, you know, one of our top players on our 09 team. I talk a lot about the 1998 Vikings. The second greatest team I've been a part of 
uh, my Vikings career, and they had just the literally the same exact fate as the '98 Vikings, is the '09 Vikings. Um, we lost in overtime in the NFC Championship game, just like in '98, in a game where we were the better team. Um, just unfortunate events happened in this game. Just, just so many of them. If one of them wouldn't have happened, we would have easily won the game. Um, they changed the rules after this game. They came out and said that they blew calls in the Saints' favor that went against the Vikings after this game. Um, this is the year that the Saints won their one Super Bowl. Drew Brees got a Super Bowl. Um, and there's not any Saints fans listening to this, but anyways, the Saints were... They were up and down the field, blown out by the Vikings that game. There were a bunch of freak turnovers and freak plays that happened in that game that kept them in the game. And then they won the coin toss in overtime. Um, and... Thanks to a bogus phantom pass interference penalty. Uh, and it, it was bogus. Let me tell you, I'm not making that up. It was bogus. Jared Allen was actually held on that play where there was a bogus pass interference penalty. Um, didn't call that. Called this insane pass interference. And it was at the same stadium, so who knows. Uh, that That's all they that's all they literally did in overtime um, was get a pass interference penalty. That put them in field goal range. Then all they had to do was kick a field goal without the Vikings ever even touching the ball in overtime. They changed the rules after that. To where both teams get a chance, unless that first team does go get a touchdown, you know, actually make them do something. Yeah. Then the other team gets the ball. This was the infamous Bounty Gate game. Um, their head coach, Sean Payton, was suspended for the whole season the next year because of the bogus. Um, they were targeting injured to injure the Vikings players, specifically Brett Favre. And there were four or five specific hits that were clearly designed to take out Favre out of the game, which they basically did. He was hobbling around on one foot um, come the end of the fourth quarter and Favre had already been out of retirement. He was an older guy. Anyways, but he had a great season that year which helped us get to that point where we were at. But we were uh, we were right on field goal range like a 48, 49-yard field goal range and we were running one more play to get, see if we could get a couple more yards at the end of regulation and Favre, he, he could have easily ran for six, seven yards and he would have said he not had these previous leg and ankle injuries that had been bestowed upon him illegally by the Saints during that game. So he's got a bad leg. So he doesn't just take the five, six easy, you know, yards and then we really had an even easier game winning field goal. He kinda did a classic far move. He tries to zip it across the middle of the field to Sidney Rice. Of course it's intercepted for our sixth turnover of the game. The fact that you Turned the ball over six times and still went to overtime just shows you how much we dominated that game. We had I think maybe 250 more um, total yards than the Saints did. Uh, but we had six turnovers. That is what kept the Saints in the game. Um, so then it went to overtime. <sighs> there were numerous hits that should have been flagged. They came out after the game um, that weren't, including the lower hit on Favre's ankle, where we threw an interception. That was an illegal lower hit. They did not call. They said after the game that they missed that. That completely changes the game. Um, then obviously all these video recordings of their defensive coordinator Specifically saying, if you take Favre out, you take the quarterback out, you hit him in the head, you, you hit the head, the body will die. Uh, they were paying out players to knock players out. Specifically, if they knock the quarterback out, they get a $10,000 bonus. Stuff like that. This all came out afterwards. So then, yeah, Peyton got suspended. The Saints were fined. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the defensive coordinator, who now has a job, but he was suspended from the league like for three or four years, Greg, uh, Greg Williams. Um, I can't stand Greg Williams. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> it was a complete travesty. The Vikings owned the Saints that game. Um, they should have won it. 
That was the 09 Vikings, my second favorite team. Jared Allen was a key component of that team. He was on a couple other pretty decent teams, but that, that was that was the year, 09. Adrian Peterson was out of his mind. Good. He was in his prime. Brett Favre had a fantastic year. Sidney Rice had an all-pro year. Um, we had many, many defensive standouts besides Jared Allen. We also had the Williams brothers, Pat and Kevin. I know you remember them on the inside of the defensive line. Oh, they were gosh. also pro bowlers. So we were just up and down. We had pro bowlers. We have Hall of Famers. Jared Allen would probably be a Hall of Famer. Um, Adrian Peterson certainly will be a Hall of Famer. Brett Favre is definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, Kevin Williams might be a Hall of Famer too. So, and I think we also had Steve Hutchison, who is in the Hall of Fame. So, just loaded with Hall of Famers, very similar to the '98 squad. Um, but again, um, came up short in overtime. You know, we're the only team to have lost multiple uh, championship games, uh, conference championship games in overtime. And uh, yeah, those are the two seasons that I don't, I don't ever see myself getting over. Uh, I love the young really? team. Like for Brett Favre to be on the Vikings and do have that year, like it was just too good. Um, if we go on to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, and Brett Favre is my quarterback. Like just everything about that was so perfect, so fantastic. Um, and for it to be taken away, kind of how it was, um, it stings. It definitely stings. Uh, yeah, it's like it happened yesterday, Michael. I know. It really seems like it did. So wow. Anyways, uh, number sixty nine, of course, is. Uh, is Jared Allen. Um, yeah, he had a hell of a career, and uh, yeah, he was just a fun, fun guy to be, to have on your team, and he could also play. He made the plays, and uh, he showed up every week, so props to you, Jared Allen. And that's beautiful, Michael, because <clears throat> now it makes sense why, if somebody asked you on the spot, what's your favorite number, and yell at 69, and then they're like, why? You can just tell that whole 10-minute spiel about Absolutely. Jared Allen, and he's on the Vikings, and he started with the Chiefs, and blah, 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 <laughs> and just whatever you went off to a tangent, and now that turned into, like, the 98 versus uh, the '09 Vikings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look forward to a day, you know, a segment of the Book of Caleb where we can get through it without you mentioning the Vikings. So, so specifically 98, even though I'm talking about 09, I'm going to talk about the 98. This <laughs> chapter, number 69, is about your favorites, Mike. Oh. Favorites. Oh, great. Okay, so let's talk. You know, like Oprah's favorite things. Do you remember Oprah had these like episodes called her favorite things? That's where like you see the clips of, and you get a car, and you get a car. Who's her husband? What's his name? No one ever sees Stedman. him. Stedman. Have you ever seen him before? Uh, Not in person. Yeah, so what is that? What? Not in person. And that seems never, bizarre. It's her lifelong partner. They've never actually been married. But he's just a name. Stedman. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him. He is a tall man. Hmm. Okay. I'll I think they're still together. I like, but you know, Oprah and Stedman's relationship is not like tabloid. Is material. that his first name or last name? What is Stedman? Stedman Winfrey. Oh, they just happen sense. to have the same last name. Mm, okay. Right, right. So, Michael, I'm going to get you, I'm going to ask you some of your favorite things. We're going to share them together. Okay. First and foremost, the, well, uh, number one, who is your favorite wife? Chloe. Mm, Kardashian. Are we talking about the Kardashians? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Chloe would be my favorite wife. No, I mean... For me, in your lifetime, who's been your favorite wife oh, so far? Of all the housewives, I like Bethany. Are we talking about reality TV shows? I can't get these reality TV show wives out of my head. Uh, well, I've only had one wife, so I will default and say that's my favorite wife. And that is my current wife that I still have. Okay, yeah. good. Um, and then celebrity wife. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so um, it's Chloe? Uh, no, 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 it's not. Because I liked, I really like Scott Disick. Um, 
and but he's not the wife. I know. I didn't like Courtney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't stand Kim. Um, oh, Chris, well, why? What? Why? why? No, I can't stand Kim Michael, Kardashian. Um, the, no, no, no. Yeah. I maybe in the beginning, yeah. right? And you're just annoyed of like the different, like the beginning back in whatever 2007. I don't even know mm-hmm. like when they came out or whatever. But you know, you're like, uh, they look like different human beings. Sure. Yeah. But no, now I'm like, whoa. You know, uh, eating my foot here. I don't know. Are there even any good celebrity wives? Because they always they always divorce and go with someone else. Are there any traditional celebrity wives that have? Because you don't hear about them, they don't make a ruckus like J Lo and all these other tramps. Um, Celebrity wives, so like Matthew McConaughey's wife or something. I don't know. (sighs) Camila Alves. Is that right? Camilla Alves. They're like, like happily married, or they per- I perceive them to be actually married yeah. to each other. Rita Wilson, Tom I, Hanks' wife. She's pretty good. I would, I lean towards more like, um, who's the country? Cash, Johnny Cash, and uh, that wasn't his first wife. Reese though. Witherspoon. And Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with Reese June. Witherspoon. June, June Cash. Yeah. yeah, but they also had previous relationships, and yeah, no, I don't even like that. Sorry, no, they don't make the cut. So it's tough. I mean, I think I'll probably just go for celebrity. I'll go with, um, like, the TV celebrity family. Okay. Growing up. So I'll go with, um, oh, yeah, she they didn't have a mama. I'll go with Aunt Becky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lori Stamos, because a lot of people say I you know, kind of look like John Stamos. Heard people say that about who, me. Who are these? A lot of people. I'd like you to get me ten people what? that say, "Yeah, that guy looks like Uncle Jesse." Well, every not John Stamos, but oh. everyone's, you know, who who's a celebrity that you, everyone has their celebrities that they look like? Yeah, Stamos. I'm in the Stamos guy. You're Stamos. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. You get, uh, you know, Reese Witherspoon. No, uh, no, no one's okay. ever said you look like Reese Witherspoon. Oh, who's that one gal? Jamie Presley. Okay. You got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like sometimes tell my people, yeah. Jamie my wife looks like Jamie Presley. <laughs> well, now the more modern would be Margot Robbie, I would Oh, think. sure. So, but... She's younger than you. No, she's not. Oh. Gosh, gosh you're a fool. All right, Michael. <coughs> thanks for that. My favorite celebrity wife is uh, J-Lo. Okay. All right. <laughs> favorite athlete. This is a ball buster. Hold hmm. on to your shorts. My favorite athlete... Hmm, let me think here. Uh, I'll have to go with... Uh, Who's um who's the guy in the Nuggets? Nikola Jokic. Yep, the he, Greek he guy. The, he was the MVP. Now that's you know, you're thinking of Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, you you know the answer to that. So I don't know. I know, but yeah. Michael. Uh, his well, he's from Rand, West Virginia, and his name is Randy Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we all knew that. <laughs> the most predictable question on here. Okay, so I was like thinking, um, who's my favorite athlete? I mean, I don't have like these like. Maria Sharapova. Uh, the people. No? Oh, I that. <laughs> um, no, I like don't have like these athletes like uh, aspire to be, but I feel like recently because of those documentaries, it's like Michael Jordan is still like right your like favorite athlete or sure. something. And why? It's because like I can't think of someone that I've known mm. else as an athlete my entire life that I don't think of any. He didn't. He doesn't have any like skeletons in the closet or like bad press, you mm-hmm. know. Like, oh, he was this great athlete, but he also then after his career, like, um, you know, 
got in trouble with the law or was doing some scandalous activity that mm-hmm. people get like caught up in. It's like there's been none of that mm-hmm. that okay. I recall. And I'm not like investing my time, like knowing no, every detail no. about him anyway. And so like if it comes to me for pre- like bad press at that point, I'm like, yeah, you must have done something really bad because I don't care to like yeah, yeah. digest it. It really had to like get thrown at me. He was my first favorite athlete when I was a kid was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like even even more so than any Vikings. And then I transitioned to Chris Carter. Um and then like Randy Moss, obviously. And then Kevin Garnett is my favorite basketball player now of all time. He came along. But my first like favorite athlete that I liked the most when I was young was Michael Jordan. So who of all those people you just um named, who's the best like role model? Like has upheld some sort of, you know, persona at least in the public that would be like good yeah, all those people values. Have. I think all those people have. Okay. Even, and that's you yeah, know, like yeah. it's just it's so like amazing like the professional athletes and like the business of it besides yeah. just like being an egg and a lot of them change too when they're younger like you look at a randy moss the fact that he's now you know hosts monday night football or he's one of the commentators you know yeah um on the biggest he's very professional now and just like a lot of those like charles barkley's infamous for i'm not a role model well he's like the most favorite nba commentator now you know they, they mature right some of these guys you see in their young 20s have a bunch of money uh, maybe make it a little bit of questionable, but then they hopefully, hopefully they mature. And the ones I'm talking about have some don't and they go down another path, but yeah, I know. And that's, what's like challenging. Like mm. I would think it'd be more likely for them to go down the like bad path just because mm. you don't have like the right guidance, guidance or like that's like lucky too. Or yeah, mm. you are smart enough to like be like, okay, well yeah. now I'm in this position. And so I need to like go this way and be more, smart with my money now that smart and make like a business and career out of it Mm -hmm. besides just being you know a thousand percent into like performance of athleticism yeah adrian peterson's example of someone who has not uh managed his money well or his decisions unfortunately there's a lot of examples like him but like it's not i feel bad because it's not like oh it's just adrian's fault right it's It's like all your like environment or like people around you too and then just being naive yeah they don't know i mean it's incredible they just have no upbringing in that sort of world that's what i was like talking to you about the other night too about like don't you think that all these like professional athletes at this stage in the game in 2022, all the people who are getting drafted, mm-hmm. like they've had like private coaching and have been brought up to become at the very least a professional athlete, mm-hmm. if not like brand business mm-hmm. is what the potential is. Mm-hmm. And like no one is going to be Randy Moss coming from BFE mm-hmm. and have no like like Randy Moss did not have like a private coach at four years old or something. No, no. Like the that natural talent then combined with like what what college did he even go to? I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. he is like this like exception of an outcome that is like I swear not even likely anymore because like now you're like competing with people who have all the like means and support and athleticism like there's gonna it's still only like a hundred people right who become these like professional athletes out of like a hundred thousand yeah and so it it, it's like Randy is not gonna make it because a hundred other people had like a better advantage anyway even if like they were um maybe not as like naturally talented they were coached and uh, manufactured to become just as talented 
Exactly, and they can put all their energy into that. A lot of these kids, they yeah, impoverished places, like they're stressed. You know, they live in these stressful homes. Yeah, there's no way that they can like grow on their natural ability. Right. Uh, the fact that some of these people do, Randy Moss and LeBron James, um, that just come from these environments and they still are able to like, get through all that. No, that's so such such an outlier. There's a probably hundred other kids that are very athletic as well in those same regions. Um, but yeah, they can't get away from, you know, the stressors of their life and just being so behind it, you know. Right. Just uh, uh, the system, you know, just yeah. being trying to like go to school and enough sure. to yeah. graduate the year that you're in and yep. craziness. So I just I don't feel like those those outliers who are already outliers, they, they will not exist because like the competition is even more fierce. It's more, yeah, it's more skewed to the people that have, have the means, means and have the advantages. Yeah. 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 So kind of just amazing. When you think about the people who did come literally from the yeah. Bronx or whatever, nothing. Okay, his favorite athlete. Oh, but I was also saying, you know, like, Michael Jordan doesn't have, like, any bad skeletons. That I, and, but even though he's, like, had this, like, long career, you'd think, like, oh, they'll catch him for something. I don't know. But, like, they haven't. Mm-hmm. But I think, because I think about, like, you well, know, some, back in the day in the 80s, if you ask somebody who's your favorite singer and they said Michael Jackson, oh. they'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if somebody told me that today, I'd be like interesting if they still would yeah if they said that they're like yeah i mean like i'm michael jackson and i'm like but there's like so many things that you know were tied into uh you know child no he's a child monster yeah uh yeah and so it's just like well that's your favorite singer i don't know he's still the greatest of all time uh it's just so complicated but you know what i'm saying and so like that yeah um I don't think a lot of people would respond and say Michael Jackson anymore. No, go ahead and ask me. Michael, who's your favorite singer? Celine Dion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No skeletons. No. Nope. All right. Uh, Michael, what is your favorite infrared sauna studio in Des Moines? Oh, the Des Moines area? Mm-hmm. It's actually in West Des Moines. It's uh, Bridgewood Square. It's actually being built. Um, so it's actually one that I own. It's the, actually the only infrared sauna studio in Des Moines in Iowa. Correct. Um, Go ahead. What is it? It's Perspire Sauna Studio, West Des Moines. Opening late summer of 2021. Correct. Visit PerspireSaunaStudio.com for more information. Yes, and please, if you're wise, you would reserve a family membership. Risk-free, no money down, just reserves you the right to come in our VIP weekend to try it out. Um, once you do, you can decide if it's, it's for you or not. Trust me, it's for you. You'll love it. And you can decide on the level of membership you want. I don't know why you wouldn't do unlimited right now for the uh, discounted founding membership rate. Um, because this is your best buy. And it's your best chance. Because once you lock in that rate, you are locked in. Let's say you go for the you know lesser amount. And then you want to bump it up to the unlimited after we've already been open. Well, you can't get it at this exclusive rate, um, which is being offered right now. So just putting that out there, folks. And, you know, I'm going to uh, also add that there's only a limited amount of those founding membership rates that we can give out true and so if you don't get on the list now it's your loss because the thing is is like if you're thinking about these infrared sauna therapy and doing it and like you really understand the benefits of it you will want to do it in the winter there's a three thousand percent i can oh like guarantee gosh. it oh, my yeah. gosh. and i i'm looking forward to next summer when we're also open for the to, to communicate to the people okay you're your best you think you're your best self now if you're also doing 
mm-hmm. infrared sauna therapy mm-hmm. sessions in the summer. Yeah. Uh, it's your loss if you're not going to do that. Oh, for sure. You're, you're just like, you're leaving money on the table, essentially, of your best you. Yeah. Your best you, you're leaving that on the table. So I'm just saying, we only have a limited amount that we can give out to start out before, yep, everybody's, you know, at the normal rate, which is fine and completely worth it as well. But just you're leaving best self and, and money on the table in this scenario. Okay, Michael, moving on. What's your favorite fasting hack as of late? Well, I mean, fasting's you know, that's a part of my world that I live in day to day. Um, but yeah, if you, I mean, if you need, first of all, you need to be electrolyte supplementing while you fast. Okay. And then, yeah, you can mix in either tea or black coffee. Um, absolutely. If you need a little something to pick you up, um, that's what I typically do. I mean, that's really it. And for me, I don't have these urges to hunger. My energy level goes up throughout the day. I feel strong. I don't feel weak. Um, well, let me tell you what mine mm-hmm. is, Michael. Um, this element oh, electrolyte okay. mix that yeah. I've been dumping in my water. So first of all, a hydro jug is what I use as my water bottle. A hydro jug is like 64 ounce, a 64 ounce jug. So it's like for most people, that's like how much water you would need a day. Okay. And, um, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but ideally if you drink that whole freaking hydro jug throughout the day, you're going to be close to, if not completely hydrated. Then I dump in the element, which is just this little tiny packet into that 64 ounce. I have the best tasting water ever. Mm. Watermelon salt is my favorite Mm -hmm, so far. mm -hmm. And it's just like, I am zipping through that water. I'm feeling hydrated. I've never felt better. Mm -hmm. And I, it helps. Yeah. Like curb appetite Mm -hmm. or like tiredness. Really? Mm -hmm, I feel mm -hmm. like I like confuse my appetite and tiredness together. And since I've been doing that, I just, I like look forward to my element water in the morning. Oh, great. And it's, it's, it's L. You're saying L. It's L M N T. L M N T. Yes. Um, sorry. And uh, yeah, it's it's got the sodium, potassium, and magnesium in the right amounts that work together, and that's why you're getting you're feeling the energized from it, and also curbing hunger because a lot of your hunger um, and tiredness is just based off of things not, fi- not not firing. Like you, you don't have your body doesn't have what it needs um, to you know work at its peak uh, and that's because it's, you, you're you're low essentially on your on your electrolytes it's not because you're hungry uh trust me we all we have so much reserved energy um in our bodies you we don't need to eat for weeks and weeks we wouldn't have to eat i'm just you need water but you literally don't need to eat um now yeah so there's enjoyment to eating and socializing of eating yes I, I eat every day sometimes i'll do a 24-hour fast here and there um and i have but uh but yeah, what you're saying about the LMNT, it's it's the electrolytes. It's not just um, salt. It's sodium, which people think sodium is bad. Sodium's got a bad rap over the years, as such as fat has. Um, first of all, this isn't. This is high quality sodium. Table salt and then this high quality quality sodium, real sodium, are two different things. And then it also has the potassium and the magnesium mixed in. Um, for me, I don't even put it in water. I open the packet and it's usually three swigs. I throw it in my straight in my mouth and I will take a drink of water after that. Um, and I, I like the raw unflavored kind and it's, yeah, it comes at you like you're just taking a bunch of salt, but, uh, it perks me up. Um, obviously, yeah, I, I don't need to eat anything. That's all I take in. Um, and for me, like when you cut carbs out, you don't quite need so much 
so much water. I don't, I really don't drink that much. If I do have a run or something where I do sweat a lot, then yeah, I will drink more during the day. But on a day like today where I haven't done much physical activity whatsoever, I think I've only probably drank, I drank my one bottle full of water, which was, I think it's like 20 ounces. Um, and that's pretty typical for me. And I might drink another 12 to 20 ounces for the rest of the night. Um, but yeah, I mix, I had a packet of the LMNT. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to keep me fully hydrated, fully functioning, you know, at the top of my game for the rest of the day. Thank you, Michael. Mm -hmm. My goodness. All right. Moving on. Thank you. Number five movie. You already highlighted this. Emma Gruber. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. But of a recent one that you've seen. I haven't seen many movies. I mean, I Drake likes the Meg, which is a based on a Megalodon prehistoric shark that's terrorizing Dwight Schrute from the office. Dwight Schrute, unfortunately, that was your role. Don't go. You can't do anything else. What yeah, else can he, he do? Can. No, he can't. Yeah. Michael Scott can, which is Steve Carell, but no, Dwight Schrute. No, you can't. What's his What's his real name even? I have no idea. Exactly. I Off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, but Michael, we did watch Molly's Game, which is not a recent movie. It actually came out in 2017. Oh, I never did and finish that, it. I fell asleep. Yeah, we did fall asleep. Yeah. But it was good enough to watch like over 80% of it before falling asleep. So that is another great recommendation. It's, it was a true story and it is a very fascinating true story. Um, yeah, if so. you don't know what it's about, the quick synopsis is it's about like celebrities. Toby Maguire. Gambling. And this girl like set up this like gambling game for them. Yeah, and Tobey Maguire. Mm. Something like that. But the names have been changed. But the players are the same. Michael Sarah plays Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Michael. Favorite time of day? Right now. This specific time. Every week when we do the podcast. It's like our only little date. Yeah. You know? No, that pr probably, that's probably not. But it's, it's, it's up there. But yeah. If I get a sauna, but I don't get a sauna regularly until I get my studio open. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's fun to be with the kids. Yeah, I don't have a favorite time of day. That's uh, good. Yeah. Then that means you're like living a very balanced life. Okay. I was trying to think of that too. Like my coffee in the morning, mm -hmm. it's not I, It's not like this true favorite absolute time of day, but I do like that. And then I'm like writing down like what I'm grateful for in the morning. Nice. So it's like nice to like start every day, like really at the root of life is like what am i grateful for it's true so i feel like that should be like my favorite time of day because like then it's gonna like perpetuate other good things throughout the rest of the day favorite time of year fall the fall yeah you know why that is football it's football <laughs> Shocker. I know when I was thinking of favorite time of year, for some reason, in conjunction with favorite time of day, I was like picking specific days. So it's either like the 4th of July or Christmas. Oh, because I, of I it's like, just. Not me, no. I like fall. I like that season too, like just season. the temperature yeah. and stuff. Uh, still, it's not too hot, it's not cold. And, but yeah, football. I love the beginning of football season. Fourth of July can, I have, you just like have like all these memories that you associate with certain holidays and sure. stuff. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, the fourth of July, it's like family and it's summer mm -hmm. and it's just nice and can be sweet. And it doesn't matter whether you're a kid or you're a grown up or whatever. Like, it's mm -hmm. just a good like day. Yeah. Fourth of July is good. No, it's up there for sure. That's coming up this year. Last fourth of July didn't exist. So this will be a really fun one this year. Yes. Like. Favorite drink. I love a good non-alcoholic these days. Um, yep. So, I mean... Before, when you were drinking, or if you ever drink again, what drink are you going to order? 
An old-fashioned. An old-fashioned? And yeah. that consists of whiskey and a cherry or what? Whiskey and uh, <laughs> Shirley Temple mixed. Um, no, it, yeah, an old-fashioned. I mean, yeah, what is it? Whiskey and then there's some bitters, uh, some sort of cherry mixture. I don't, see, I don't, even, I don't know. I don't, I'm not the bartender. I just order it. Uh, but yeah, I like my proper whiskey drinks. Old-fashioned, Manhattan, just whiskey neat. Uh, if I were drink again, no, it's not going to be a Coors Light. It's going to be a nice, you know, McClellan 12. It's going to be a nice quality. I, Gentleman Jack was like the last thing I really remember drinking. I like Gentleman Jack whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'm not this huge whiskey aficionado by any means, but yeah, a nice proper whiskey drink is my was my go-to drink. Yeah. yeah. And the non-alcoholic discovering that. So before, I mean, I feel like for a while I was Fit Vine Wine, Pinot Noir, loved that. And then now I've been enjoying all these non-alcoholics that, you know, there's just more and more coming yep. to the mm-hmm. available. And then um, I like making this elixir, if you will. It's like all lemon juice, lime juice, and mint. And if you like put that in a blender, that tastes amazing. And then put that with um, San Pellegrino mineral water. That does sound so, pretty good. Yeah. yeah for summertime. For summertime. Yeah. yeah. Chris Clear, I'm bringing it to Father's Day brunch. Oh, great. On Sunday. Uh, so, favorite food? I mean, it's a ribeye bread. steak. I thought you were going to say bread. No, it's a, it's a, it's a grass-fed ribeye steak. It has to be grass-fed? If I had my weathers, druthers, if I had my druthers about it, yeah. It was your druthers. All right, I put salmon. I, I don't know. If I, well, chocolate. Jeez, what am I making? Dark chocolate. food. <laughs> why not so a food what is a food then well on the food pyramid which is ass backwards oh man (laughs) (laughs) so draw the upside down way yeah right Uh, michael what is your favorite bread is on the bottom of the food pyramid right yeah that's carbs what a travesty wow um but if they did it the other way, then carbs would be like on top, you know, yeah, for sure. it, right? And so then yeah. there'd still be a lot of confusion. Um, well, or fat would be on top. I don't know. Not a, a nutritionist here. Like my favorite. What's your favorite number, though, Michael? And don't say 69. I'm not going to say 69. You... I know. It's played out. People need to know the humor. You can't play stuff out. Um, so for me, I mean, I'd say 26. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. And so mine would be <laughs> <laughs> and mine would be three. I feel like everything happens in threes. Mm-hmm. You got your morning, your afternoon, your night, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Triforce with the Legend of Zelda. Do not eat three meals a day. If you are, you're just killing yourself. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of Trinity involved with sure. three and three strikes and you're out. Um which is great, and but if you're a pitcher, it's even better, right? And I was a pitcher. So yeah, num- you were a pitcher. Yeah. Number three, there's just value in the number three. I see three all the time, all the time. Was that was my soccer three. number in my career was 26. Okay. So that's right. Your soccer with. career, and where has that gone? Down the Undefeated terrain. state champion? Yeah. That was my last season I went out on top. Michael, who's your favorite child? Um, Of my own? Sure. Uh. And then child oh, I, child actor. I say child actor is Webster. I don't know who that. You know that show Webster. No, I didn't have cable. Okay. Um. Not the Olsen twins. I thought they were obnoxious. Michael. <laughs> they turned out to be kind of kooks, if you ask me. Sure. Well, when you're that well, rich. Well, Macaulay Culkin, I guess, would probably be my. F- no, I'm still gonna go with Webster. Okay. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. Yeah. 
the hell happened to him? I they're just they're acted as childs and now they're doing other things. Now they're degenerates. No, Michael, they're just not like the Olsen Brad twins are Pitt weirdos. George Clooney, Michael, they're not weird. They're just not into being an actor anymore. And maybe they're weird. I don't know. Did they hold that against their parents? No, I'm sure their okay. parents are holding a nice fat paycheck from when they were oh, under 18. I know. That's why the parent parents got them into it to begin with. My favorite child actor is Britney Spears. And she's still acting like... A child. She's completely messed up. But whatever. Who knows what's going on there? That Instagram is so fascinating. I love it, but I hope it's not like... Um, I hope it's not actually like sad. I think I hope it's like intentional. And she knows exactly what she's doing. Because if not, then it's like, oh, that is sad. It's, she, it's it's both. I don't think she knew what she was doing at first. Then she's kind of heard about it. So then now she's playing into it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, gosh, I just one day, right? One day you can just make millions off your Instagram and just be posting crazy videos. Sure. All right. So your favorite, you don't have a personal favorite child of your own. I, Drake and Corlin are tied for number one in my book. Okay. Yeah. And any other biological children that you're aware of? No, but again, like, see, this is Adrian Peterson. He has way too many kids, way too many different people. And, yeah, he owes millions and millions of dollars to, like, the state of Minnesota. Oh, okay. Well, I hope he works that out. Uh, um, Michael, to... who's your favorite person? Randy Moss. Okay. I know I keep going back. That might be a little played up, but no, it's Randy Moss. No, I mean, come on. I mean... There's been many influential people in my life I personally know, so I would lean towards Ace Bartusek. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> and I nice. always have. <laughs> Just ask Ace. Um, that's a good response. I wrote down Oprah, just like if you're going to pick someone right away. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. Your favorite person besides your Lord, God, and Savior, whatever that is for you. Randy Moss. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, should be yourself you should favorite and i don't mean this in like a narcissist way narcissist way but if you favorite yourself if you are good to yourself the purpose of that is so that then you're your best self to other people correct when you're giving your best self to other people you're in a good spot so your favorite person should be yourself Love thyself. Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. (laughs) Love thy world. Right. Thank you, Mike. And with that, I'm ending it. So stay safe. Stay healthy. And wash your hands.